Welcome to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Leah Darrow, and I share with you inspirational people who are truly doing something beautiful to make our world better. We are inspired by the words of St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, who said, do something beautiful for God. Do it with your life. Do it every day. Do it in your own way, but do it. This podcast is brought to you by Audible. For you, the listeners of the Do Something Beautiful podcast, with a free 30-day trial of Audible, you can get my new book, The Other Side of Beauty, read to you by yours truly for free. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash Darrow. Audible is Amazon's audio bookstore, and it has over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from. And so if you're like me and you like to listen to books while you travel, exercise, or cook, this is perfect for you. To get my audiobook for free, all you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash Darrow. That's audibletrial.com slash Darrow, and you're in. The Do Something Beautiful podcast is also brought to you by Haiti 180. If you want to do something beautiful in the world, but find yourself busy, possibly overwhelmed with life, family, or work, but you still want to donate money for a good cause, you can still do something beautiful by becoming a Team 180 member. Haiti 180 provides an orphanage for 40 children, two elderly homes, a school for over 200 students, and a medical clinic in a small village in the hills of Haiti. Now, many of the listeners of this podcast have generously donated over $26,000 to build the maternity wing of the new hospital. And for as little as $15 a month, you can sponsor an orphan. That's 50 cents a day, people, 50 cents a day to help a little boy or a little girl have a good and just life. I've been there. I have seen their good works and I continue to give them my time, talent, and treasure. And I'm asking you to do the same. Go to Haiti180.com and do something beautiful with me. That's Haiti180.com. Hey, friends, welcome back to the podcast. We are here with Josie Robinson. Josie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I am so happy that you are with us. You embody one of my favorite words and a word that I think we all need to embrace more. And that is gratitude. You're the author of a best-selling book, The Gratitude Jar. You have a new journal out with that called Give Thanks. We're going to add all of those links into the podcast notes for you all listeners to make sure you can grab, which is a perfect time to do as we are coming into some great holiday seasons of purposely thinking about giving thanks and gratitude. But before we do all that, and talk about great books and journals to do that. Let's, I want to, I want to get to you, the heart of you, Josie. Can you kind of introduce our listeners to who you are and kind of maybe what brought you to this place of sitting down and writing a book called The Gratitude Jar? Sure. Well, my story, I think, is kind of unique because I never, to be honest, envisioned myself being doing what I'm doing right now, which is teaching people about gratitude because I used to be the opposite of that, to be honest. I used to be a pretty, miserable person and gratitude was not my strong suit. And the way that I actually became an author and speaker was because I had this dream about it 10 years ago, where I was told in a dream that I was going to create this healing method and write a book about it. And at the time, I thought it was completely crazy, but it all ended up coming to pass. And so 
in a nutshell, that's sort of how I became this writer and speaker was because of this dream that I had in a, in a really sort of like rock bottom moment of my life. And gratitude was the thing that helped to get me out of that situation, quite honestly, and healed me and now is out healing other people too. Now, in your on your website, which is josierobinson.com, again, mm-hmm. I'll add that link to the podcast notes for all y'all. So you can check her out and all these great things. But on your website, you have in your bio section that things can change. And you write, mm-hmm. I believe anyone, no matter what their situation, can change. I'm a testament to that. And then this next line is what hit me. You said, I used to live at mm-hmm. rock bottom. Mm-hmm. What? Can you expand on that? Like, like, what does that mean? What, what does that mean for you? So, so we can kind of get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the point where I had this dream where I was told I was supposed to write this book was uh, first, let me just share this dream because it it goes with my whole rock bottom story. I had this dream that was, I was at a book fair and I was like, what am I doing at a book fair? This is so strange. You know, when you're in a dream and you're like, what am I doing here? This is weird. And I, at that point in my life, you know, didn't, had no plans to be a writer. So it was strange to be at this book fair, standing in front of a table full of all these books that were somehow mine. I just didn't know, you know, what they, what I was doing there. So just as as I was having this thought of like, what am I doing at this book fair? This, this sort of like shimmering woman came up to me and was like, Josie, you're here right now because you're going to create a healing method that helps millions of people around the world. And you're going to write a book about it. And my response to this to this woman was, I think you have the wrong person. <laughs> because this right. is not so much anything I would ever do. Because at that point in my life, I had just given birth to my first son and I had postpartum depression. I just could not shake. I just really struggled to just even get out of bed in the morning. I was feeling just anxious. I was having panic attacks. And I had started drinking again after a period, a long period of sobriety. And so I was just like a hot mess, basically. And I hadn't written anything since like a term paper in college, you know, I had no healing method to speak of. I just kind of, I could have used a healing method at that point in my life, but I was really just sort of miserable across the board. And so this dream just seemed so crazy to me because like I said, I could barely get out of bed in the morning because of how depressed and far into addiction that I was. And so anyways, back to this dream, you know, she says, you know, no, I have the right person. It's you, you're going to do this. And so I turned around and I picked a book off the table and I started flipping through it and all the pages were blank. And I'm like, well, there's nothing in these books. What am I supposed to write about? I have no idea. She's like, Josie, when the time is right, the words will come. You just need to be open and listen. And I was like, well, you know, thanks, but it's not super helpful. (laughs) Can you just let me know specifically what I'm supposed to write about? Because I really have no clue. She was like, no, she's like, you'll know when the time is right, but you need to start writing. And so that morning I woke up and even though I was, like I said, in a dark place at that point, I got up every morning and would just write, you know, I would journal just my feelings and things like that. And then So I did that for about four years. I would just get up every morning and write just a little bit. I mean, I had a new baby and I was working and I was an alcoholic. And so I just did what I could. And four years after I had that dream, I just hit total rock bottom. I mean, my addiction just was out of control and I just felt really hopeless, to be honest. Like, what's the point? And it was just a morning where I was 
just feeling like my family would be better off without me there, to be honest. And so mm. at that moment, I realized that I needed an intervention. You know, I just, I needed help. So I got on my knees and I was like, God, I'm like, I'm giving this to you. Like, I, I can't do this. Like, I can't do this anymore. I don't, and I don't know what to do. And so you've got to help me with this. And it was just one of those prayers where it was like, you know, like straight from the heart. And within just a couple of days of having that prayer, this miraculous series of events happened in my life that I ended up writing about as they were happening, because I knew as they were happening, that's what I was supposed to write about. And that series of events is what became the Gratitude Jar book. And now I get these messages from people all around the world who are like, oh my gosh, Josie, you know, reading this book just healed my life and helped me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I did create a healing method. And oh my gosh, you know, it's helping people all around the world in this book. It's just crazy how life works. And I really felt like I was the least likely person to do what I'm doing right now. But I think, you know, God's got a plan and you just never know what's in store for you. Yeah. And in his... It seems to be that God's plan is always to use people who are who are broken and who need him and need his help, which we all do, but it takes an awareness of that. And he seems to work through that so powerfully mm -hmm. uh, because, I mean, we all connect. We connect with the most human parts of ourselves. We connect with the suffering and the pain. And it's, it's, it's hard to connect with when everything's going amazing and great, you know? Mm -hmm. But those moments when we are suffering and we are hurt or when we do fall, and I know that when I hear stories of other people going through those things, I just feel like I can connect at a deeper level because I can also say, me too. And, and right. here we are, and we're on the other side of it, praise be to God. And mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think it's beautiful. I, I love that you are so raw and sharing and sharing that rock bottom moment because it's easy, especially given today with social media, to kind of present a perfect life. And we yep. even sometimes try to present our suffering as like, don't worry, I got it. It's tough, but I can do it. And you're like, yep. well, well, I mean, but what if you don't? And right. <laughs> and right. Where does God come into it? I mean, if that's your, th I mean, like, like, where are you? And so it's a, it's really awesome. I think for us just to be appropriately vulnerable and honest and sincere when it comes to our sufferings and our rock bottom moments, because no one's got it together, really. No, they don't. And the thing that I hear from people the most about my book is just how much they appreciate how honest I am about my struggle, you know? And that's the part I, when I originally was going to write this book, I, I just was going to leave all that out because I didn't really want to share it because it's really hard to, you know, be vulnerable like that. And a, and a lot of people didn't necessarily know that about me, that I was was going through that stuff. And a lot of my friends after the book came out were like, Oh my gosh, Joe's like, I didn't even know this, but you just, you don't really want to have let people in on your suffering, you know? But I knew that if I really wanted people to embrace gratitude, to be inspired to practice gratitude, then I needed to be completely hundred percent open and honest with people about how I came to gratitude, you know? And like I said, it's become the thing that the people, people who reach out to me, thank me for the most is that just honesty at the start of the, the book and through it. Like I, I try to keep it real. Like even now, like I still struggle sometimes like um, I shared on Facebook last summer, my, my mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's a couple of years ago. And it's been, it was, it's been really hard for me to find the gratitude in that situation, but I've had to really dig deep, but gratitude has been the thing that has actually helped me weather the storm 
that my family is going through, you know, to find those rainbows in the midst of the storm. That's what gratitude I think is brilliant at. Mm -hmm. So when we go through our life and we're trying to embrace the spirit of gratitude, like what are some practical steps that you could give us? Just a few of them that would maybe help us actually live that out rather than, because I think sometimes people get stuck in the word gratitude of like, so I, does that just mean I just say thank you for everything? Right, yeah. right. So how can we take it in and really own it for ourselves? What would you suggest? Right. Well, what I suggest in the book is, so how I did gratitude was I did a 30-day gratitude practice. That was what was suggested to me by this amazing spiritual mentor that I met like shortly after I had my rock bottom prayer moment. She kind of came into my life and it was the one who taught me about gratitude. And she suggested doing this 30-day gratitude practice. And so I recommend doing a practice just like you would start like an exercise practice. Cause I've, I've found that a lot of people aren't necessarily, it's like gratitude isn't a muscle that we're necessarily used to flexing. Some people are naturally grateful and that is just amazing. I'm awed by those people, but for a lot of us, it's something that we need to practice. And then once we practice it, then it starts to be become a part of our, our being. And like what I talk about in the book is I feel like I was actually rewired from the inside out from this gratitude practice. Like I became a much more kinder, compassionate, loving person from doing this simple practice. So I recommend doing, like I said, just committing to 30 days. And I have an actual practice that I recommend that if we want to, we could walk through right now. It's really simple. I call it give thanks. And yeah. It's just a simple way. That. Yeah. It's just a really simple way to, to practice gratitude. So, and it's easy to remember. So the give thanks, the, the thanks is the T is just to think about what you're grateful for. H is to have an open mind because no matter what you come up with, a lot of people are like, oh, is it silly to give gratitude about, you know, like a cupcake I ate? Like I'd always talk in my book about how I give gratitude about food a lot and I think it was silly. But I realized when I went deeper into it that giving gratitude about food is living in a country where food is abundant is a huge gratitude. And so, you know, no matter how silly or small you think your gratitude, it's not just allow whatever to come up. So H is have an open mind. The A is to allow gratitude, allow yourself to feel gratitude because gratitude is one of those, it's a really healing emotion. And it's one of the only emotions that you can just manufacture on your own. Like if I told you, I'm like, Leah, you, I want you to feel really joyful right now. Could you just like bring up joy? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on what day you ask me to yeah, be honest right, with you. <laughs> right, right, right. But if I'm like, Leah, I want you to think of the person in your life that you are the most grateful for. Just picture them in your head right now and think about all the reason you're, you're grateful for them. Can you start to feel what that feeling feels like? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Right. It's like this warmth like in your chest and your heart that you feel. It's one of the few like positive emotions that we can just call up on our own. That's what's so healing about it. And you can't be stressed or relaxed at the same time. And so this is a way to just calm yourself down immediately. And I still use this all the time. I will just like call up gratitude if I'm, if I'm getting in one of those stress ruts. So the A is to allow yourself to feel the gratitude, let it come into your body. The N is to note your gratitude. So write it down. And all you're gonna do is, is write down, I'm grateful for blank because of blank. And I know people are like, oh, you know, I'm just feeling the gratitude. Isn't that good enough? And um, I always say it's, it's really important to write it down and make it physical because that brings that grounds, it brings it into the physical. And those of you who ever do writing practices know how powerful writing practices can be. It's, it's just a really, 
way to bring it in more. The K of give thanks is to keep it in a special place. Keep your gratitude in a special place. So I like jars myself because you can just keep them around your house. And it's really cool to see your gratitude jar filling up with little notes of gratitude. Um, I've heard from a lot of people who like to keep their gratitude jars on their kitchen tables or dining room tables. And they do their gratitudes as a family at dinner time, or when they have guests come over, they have them fill out a gratitude. It's just really cool to have it out. I also like journals too, gratitude journals. I have a, a mom at a speaking event who gave me a really good idea about her, how she uses her journal with her teenage daughter. They keep their gratitude journal on their kitchen counter And before each of them leaves for their house for the day, each of them writes down what they're grateful for. And then at dinner, they talk about their gratitudes together. And I thought that was like a really cool idea. So it's it's cool that I like physical things to keep gratitude in. There's obviously lots of online ways to practice gratitude too, which is great. But I just kind of like having a physical thing around because it gives you a little boost of gratitude every time you see it. Now, the S in give thanks is to share your gratitude. And so I think this is like the special sauce of the whole equation. And you will definitely experience amazing benefits if you practice gratitude on your own. But when you share your gratitude practice with somebody else for 30 days, it's just, it's so powerful. It just, and it opens up these lines of communication with that person that you might not have gotten to before. So I shared it with my four-year-old son, my four-year-old son, Lucas and I, for 30 days, every night before he went to bed, talked about what we were grateful for, wrote it down and put it in a little gratitude jar. And I um, recorded all of our conversations. And so our actual conversations are in the gratitude jar book. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. I mean, that simple, simple 30 day practice just changed both of our lives, to be honest, both me and Lucas's, my whole family's life. So that's give thanks. If that, and people can, I like to give, you know, guidance, but also like leave it open for people if they want to freestyle their gratitude practices too. But I think that's a general guideline to really get the most out of a gratitude practice. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I have been taking notes as you've been talking. So (laughs) if you are listening and you're like, wait, what was that? Okay. What was the, what was the T part of, of, of the things? Don't worry. I've taken the notes and they will be in the podcast notes themselves on my website. So make sure that you check that out too. If you're wanting to go back and, and review that, that is, I mean, that's, that's what I need. I need something to be a little bit more concrete. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of gratitude. I love of constantly being mindful of it. But at the same time, for me, I really do well with instructions. And so mm-hmm. I just kind of need a little bit more guidance. And that, that helps, like you said, ground it. And I love the fact that you do make it physical. Like it's not just right. allowing yourself to feel the gratitude, but then you bring it into the physical realm of this world, yep. you are writing it down, you're keeping it in a special place, you're sharing it then with mm-hmm. others. And I mean, that is what I think is that last part is what is going to start create that that ripple of change that yep. uh, that it seems like what you've been experiencing from in your own life and then what this book has done. I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, you have some comments on your website that talk about what people have been what they've been sharing with you after they've embraced the spirit of gratitude after reading your book, The Gratitude Jar. I mean. What has been, are there any that stand out to you that have just been like mind blowing to see what God is doing within this process? Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's amazing, Leah, to be honest, like that's the most amazing part of this whole thing. And I really feel like this book, to be honest, ends up 
in the right people's hands at the right time, like when it's supposed to. And I feel like God has been leading that whole process. And it's like people find this book when they need to find this book and do this practice. And I feel like God knows when that's best. But one of my, uh, there's so many favorite stories, but even I was just at a speaking gig a couple of weeks ago. And in the middle of my event, a gal, a young gal raised her hand. She's like, hey, can I just say something really quick? And I'm like, sure. She's like, you know, I saw you speak actually six months ago at a different conference. And she's like, you know, I actually started doing the give thanks practice for 30 days. And she's like, I've struggled with anxiety and panic like my whole life. And she's like, I was able to get off of my medication after being on it for a really long time because I just started feeling so much more calm and patient. She's like, I lost 20 pounds. She's like, my relationships with everybody improved. It was just amazing to hear that this girl had had this huge transformation as a result of these 30 days. I've also had heard from people who, you know, this musician in Australia who was really, to be honest, like suicidal, you know, he just was feeling like he didn't have a way out. And he stumbled across a video I'd made years ago on YouTube about practicing gratitude and started doing the give thanks practice. And he's like, I just have to tell you, he's like, I have a whole new lease on life now. I'm back. I, I was ready to give music up. And now I'm back into it again. And I'm booking gigs. And just I think when people feel like they've lost hope, th- that's when this practice comes to people. And that's when it can just shine a light when you're feeling like there's no light, you know, when you're at the the bottom of the, the darkness. So like I, said, I always just give a prayer of like, God, please help this book into the right hands at the right time over and over again and, and just let him do his work. And I'm always amazed that it does, you know? Yeah. I, I'm just listening to these stories and I'm just thinking like, it's not just teaching gratitude, but it's literally saving lives, especially mm-hmm. like you said, for those, like how it did for you in your life when you questioned your own, you know, I guess worth in life when you're thinking yep. is, would it be better if I'm just not here? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Josie, me too. I was mm-hmm. at that exact spot as well. I've shared that on this podcast and on my website as well, if anybody wants to read more about it. But I questioned if my life was really worth living anymore as well at one point. And, and it's just that place where you, I know you feel this way. I feel this way. We just hope and pray that if anybody feels like that, that they get to a place where they can be introduced or have somebody there or, her, mm-hmm. you know, have, have a voice that speaks to them and speaks into that darkness that there is hope that we all can change and mm-hmm. that life can get better. And it sounds like this book is literally God's using it to save people's lives. I mean, mm-hmm. to bring them to a place where they can, like you said, have the light shine on them, be able to see that life is good and that they are worth living and worth living life well. Totally. And it's, I get it. It's really hard when you're in that dark place to find anything. Like I I get it. I get how hard it is. And I think people are like, oh, gratitude. But that's, I think what makes this book different. It's not like, oh, gratitude, sunshine and daisies, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to be grateful for all the rainbows. It's like, no, this is real life gratitude. Sometimes life is really, really hard. And sometimes you really have to struggle to find the gratitude, but it is always there. One of the most amazing stories that I have about gratitude actually came to me from one of my old teachers. She was like my best friend's mom and she was my elementary school teacher. She's just this amazing person. She was like a second mom to me. When she found out that I published this book about gratitude, she was like, Josie, I've got to share with you my own gratitude story because it's amazing. And she, several years ago, she's retired now. She was out with her bike group biking and she got hit head on by a semi. 
And she woke up in the hospital six weeks later. She had like a 5% chance of living. She had a metal bar screwed to her head and to her spine. Like most of the bones in her body were broken. She couldn't do anything for herself. And so as a way to help sleep at night, she would go through her day and think about all of the things she was grateful for because it was the thing that would help calm her down and find some peace in this really difficult situation. And so she'd give gratitude for her daughter, Anne, who would feed her fresh strawberries, for her dad, who would rub her hands the way that he did when she was a a little kid, for the Marcus, her, her nurse, who washed her hair after a month of not being washed, things like that, just the little smallest things. And she said it would help her sleep at night. And she actually went on to make this completely miraculous recovery and is out biking again with her bike group. And she always tells people, you know, sometimes you have to look for gratitude with a magnifying glass, but it's always there. And, you know, she's like, I tell people, hey, if if you, you know, give gratitude for the little things, you know, and if you have to, even if you get to go work out, have gratitude that you're able to work out, you know, this is coming from somebody who was paralyzed for several months, you know, and so she's one of the most inspirational people that I know. And gratitude was really the thing that helped her during a really tough time, you know, and so I'm like, you know, I'm grateful that I'm not in a hospital right now with the metal halo screwed to my head. There's always gratitude somewhere to be found, no matter what. And I feel like that's one of the worst circumstances you can be in. And I know people are in really difficult situations. But for somebody like that to find gratitude, speaks to how powerful this practice is. Amen. It is. I love that story. It made me really kind of think about too, the other side of gratitude. Like when you hear these stories of gratitude, it inspires me to realize that there are so many things that we can do for others to be gratitude for someone else, Mm -hmm. that we can do acts of kindness, the smallest things, the smile, the things, and that can be, that could give someone else. What if in their day, that was the only thing that they found to be grateful for. Maybe their day was just terrible, but the one little thing was the small thing that you did for them. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's beautiful how it goes both ways and, and that gratitude is so connected to everything else and those acts of kindness that we can give towards others because we're all fighting battles that we don't see. We're yep. all fighting these things. We're all struggling. We all have our crosses that we carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and gratitude is such a way that we can just lift each other up uh, give thanks to God for the goodness that he's given us and the people in our lives. And and even sometimes we can be grateful for even the difficult moments and the suffering too. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you're struggling and if you're suffering, it means you're alive and God's not done with you yet. So totally, totally. There's hope there as well. Well, there is hope. And I honestly don't think that, to be honest, I don't think I'd be as effective at this being a writer about gratitude, if I hadn't gone through my dark night of the soul, I think people would have just, if if everything was always just sunshine and daisies for me, people would be like, why should I listen to this chick? You know, what she been through, but that's the thing. It's the other thing is, is that I, I didn't realize how good I had it because it's like, I almost needed the darkness to illuminate the light for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes that's what those situations are about. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for all of it, everything I've been through, even the tough times, because they have gotten me to where I'm at today, you know? Amen. Praise be to God. And praise be to God that God's given you such a heart and and the vision and the wisdom to see that and to share it with others. Now, people can 
grab your book and the journal. We haven't talked a lot about the journal. Mm-hmm. Really quickly, can you explain the journal that is kind of like the sidekick, the awesome sidekick yeah. to the book? Can you kind of tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I wanted to create a journal in the spirit of the give thanks practice. So it's a journal that you can share with somebody else. So there's there's spaces for two people to write in it so that you can practice gratitude together. And I've also included other like gratitude practices that I personally have have done myself that are like variations on the give thanks practice. One of my favorite ones, to be honest, is it's give thanks in one area where you practice gratitude around one specific area of life that you're stuck in. So say, for example, you know, you're struggling with your job, things aren't coming together, you could give gratitude about your career for 30 days. And I've seen like amazing transformations happen to people as a result of doing this. Or if you're having a difficult time with a certain person, you can give gratitude about that person. There's, there's a forgiveness and gratitude practice in there. There's just some really deep healing work that can be done around gratitude. And I think the journal is sort of a way to do that, to go deeper into your transformation. So there's, a, there's other cool practices in there too, but it's cool. There's, like I said, there's, there's a lot of different ways to, because there are some people like, oh, I know about gratitude. I've done it. And I'm like, that's cool. Here, try these too, you know? <laughs> it's like, no, I'm good. I don't want any more gratitude yeah. in my life. I'm all full. Thanks. <laughs> who does that, man? Like who says, who says those things? It's a thing. I hear it quite a bit, actually. And it's, crazy. It's, it's fine. It's honest, you know, but I'm like, you know, here, here, just, just give it, maybe give it a try again and try, try this different practice, you know? <laughs> That's, that's, that's actually funny. That's really funny. No, I'm good. All filled up here. Don't need any more gratitude in my life. What? That's like the red flag of girl, you need some help. You need, you, need, you, need, you need to revisit that gratitude journal. Maybe one more time. However, if you would like to grab this book and the journal, make sure that you, I will add the links, but you can easily grab them. The easiest way is on Amazon. It's the gratitude jar is the book. Make sure you add in the Give Thanks journal because it is the complete set. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. You have the book to inspire you. You have the journal to actually put into practice everything Josie is explaining and teaching us in this beautiful school of gratitude that you have just honed in so well in your life and sharing with others. Before we leave though, Josie, could you offer a challenge to our listeners? Yeah, I would challenge all of your listeners. Anybody listening right now, I think you're listening for a reason, to be honest. And I challenge you to do 30 days of giving thanks and just let me know how it goes once you're done. That's, that's all I ask because I think that miracles can happen. Amen. I, okay, here's, I am so excited by this challenge. One, I am so happy you did not hold back and be like, why don't you try four hours of gratitude? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I am. I am. I am. Cause sometimes we get nervous. We're like, well, I don't want to push people. No, you just put it out there. Like, listen, yeah. here's the challenge. 30 days. And let me tell you something. This is something that we can, we all have time to do and it is transformational. I am taking this challenge as well. This is fantastic. I will be posting my 30 days when this podcast hits. And so we can kind of journey together in it and we will give back and we will let Josie know. You can reach her on her website, josierobinson.com and make sure you grab the books, the gratitude jar and give thanks journal at Amazon. Those links will be in the podcast notes. Don't worry. You'll be able to grab that. Josie, you've been so uplifting and awesome. Thank you for being with us at the Do Something Beautiful podcast and sharing your heart and these amazing gratitude practices with us. 
Well, thank you. My gratitude to you and everyone listening too. I appreciate Amen. it. Amen. Amen. All right. And thank you listeners of the Do Something Beautiful podcast. You are so kind and wonderful to be with us here again for another fantastic episode. And remember, whatever you got going on today, whatever you do, make sure you do something beautiful for God. God love you. God bless. And we'll talk to you soon. 